Welcome to Effortless Manifesting with Candice Cherie. Here you will learn to transform your life, heal your past, and become the person who has it all. Effortless Manifesting is your one-stop shop for all things manifesting. Stick around and join us for laughs, love, and new beginnings. Guess what? What? <laughs> We're at a real studio filming. We're in a real studio. Can you it's believe great. it? Isn't this amazing? <laughs> Talk about leveling up. Yeah. Here we are. I found this amazing place and was like, yep, we're going to film here. It's perfect. It's close to our house. Now everybody can visually see us Mm -hmm. instead of trying to do it (laughs) in the office where we uh, had to share one microphone. Granted, that was fun. And then hearing you uh, have to tell me, can you just back up a little bit? You're a little (laughs) bit. What did you eat for dinner? What was that? Get away. And so here we are. We don't have to share mics. It's great. He would eat garlic and then be like, okay, babe, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I mean, garlic, <laughs> onions. You did the last episode. You said that the last time I had water, so you I can't. garlic breathed me the whole time. <laughs> and then he's like, right, he's like this, you know. It was a worthy dinner, <laughs> I'm telling you. I don't even remember what you had. I'm sure it was worthy. I don't know. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> but welcome, everyone. This episode is going to be amazing because amazing. so many of you are doing some chasing when it comes to your specific person. You are, you're chasing the heck out of them. And I can relate because I did the same thing to this guy. And uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But what does chasing really look like? So our little girl, Penelope, she's really good at showing you what chasing looks like. You've met her. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you haven't yet. If you haven't seen Penelope yet, you need to go uh, check out our TikTok <laughs> at Effortless Manifesting. TikTok? Oh, TikTok's yeah. all over the place on that lady. Yeah, you, she's everywhere. Penelope <laughs> is everywhere. She was born and then just went rampant all over the world and did so many things <laughs> so many times. So she's there. <laughs> yeah, Penelope's crazy. <laughs> a little. She's she's a little crazy. But we're we're trying to reform her and she's learning from me, you know, so she's improving. Basically, though, yeah, (laughs) attracting versus chasing. We're going to talk about that. So chasing your person, what does that look like? Well, it looks like putting notes on cars, which is something I did to him. (laughs) I used to write, like, I love you and put, like, a little note on his car. (laughs) But the good thing was when you chase it, it wasn't, like, super crazy like I've been chased before in my past. It was actually super sincere, sweet caring ways of chasing it was still chasing but (laughs) it was at least on the sincere side and not the complete crazy side yeah (laughs) well and then the videos we make of penelope you're you know those are over dramatized oh yeah i didn't really do like we took the idea and we made it a lot crazier than (laughs) i really was because i wasn't that crazy she had all sorts of special things to say to brad on that car when she posted all those signs on his his door (laughs) for sure but it looks like you know Constantly texting them, just being like, hey, how are you? What's going on? Like, how, you know, I'm thinking about you. Just this energy of just always trying to reach out. Yeah. And most people do this because they're afraid that if they're not constantly reaching out, their person is going to leave. Their person's going to forget about them and be done with them. And they're afraid. So we chase when we're in a fear state. Always. We're always in this fear-based, it's never going to happen for me unless I manipulate my 3D. And, you know, some other examples of chasing 
what other funny things did I do? You're just you're really like hitting home with this too. I I just wanted to kind of okay. add on top of that real quick. It it's very true. It kind of feels like when that that chasing is there, it's sort of this like sub well, conscious and subconscious kind of thing of I'm lacking. There's scarcity. This person isn't in my life. Sure. And that energy that gets kind of put out there is what allows that energy to stay out there. And so when you know you're keeping it in that in that mode of chasing, that's mm -hmm. a, a representation of scarcity from the outside. And so this genius is going to talk to you about how that changes. So <laughs> Thanks. I just want to add that there. Yeah, no. So, you know, some of the other things I did was I would leave things by your door mm -hmm. and Delicious things, but I, I, things. They were always so sweet, yeah. and like I was so Literally. nice, especially <laughs> especially during Christmas one year. Then we when we weren't together because we broke up many times. But one year we weren't together, and I just felt awful that he was spending Christmas by himself, and I just couldn't, for the life of me, imagine being alone on Christmas, and it broke my heart. And so I had to make him like a cookie tray or whatever, and drop it off. What was it? A, was that was that a cookie tray or a fruit thing that you carved out of? No, that was for your birthday. Oh, that was for my birthday. That was okay. for your birthday. <laughs> Maybe this bouquet of flowers, it was pure fruit. It was delicious. And I had, I remember having like two things that I thought at the same time. I'm like, why is she chasing me? My God, this is delicious. Like <laughs> I, could, I was confused a little bit there. So I yeah, had to <laughs> understand sure. what I was feeling there for a moment. Yeah. Well, and, and that leads me to my next question for you. Yeah. What was it like for you when I was chasing you? What was it like when you were chasing me? So I guess when we weren't together, it was, I kind of felt like, you know, again, with the notes and with the gifts and things like that, I know that you're, now I know that your intention was to reach out to me because you felt bad because you still, you know, loved me and you yeah. didn't want me to feel like I was alone or anything yeah. like that. But for me, I don't know how it is with every other person. For me, I noticed that when I was being chased, I didn't really have the space that I needed to come up with my own thoughts, come up with my own resolutions and feelings based on like what I needed to do to either resolve the relationship or eventually come back to the relationship first by putting myself in the right mental and emotional state. And that had a lot more to do with learning how to love myself before I could accept that because if I couldn't love myself, I couldn't be in the relationship and have that kind of love that I wanted to have yeah. with you. And so yeah. that was the biggest challenge because it's always been a challenge to think of myself first or think of myself, you know, you know, whatever before, before pursuing anything else in life. Mm -hmm. And it felt like a lot of pressure. It felt like I didn't have that space that I needed in order to come to the conclusions that I needed to come to, or again, like that emotional state that I needed to be in before that next step would be successful, which yeah. was getting back into a relationship yeah. and having it solid. Well, it's so. funny because, you know, I noticed that about you. Like when, when I give you space that you're asking for, you, you're able to resolve it on your own. But when I try to pry and I try to like mm -hmm. sneak my way in, <laughs> it doesn't go in my favor. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, on top of that too, like, and I know that this happens a lot as well, where even when we give that space and let's say, you know, your, your SP is God forbid dating or something. A lot of us kind of think of that as a very, you know, absolute definitive Oh, for sure. It's over. Mm -hmm. It's done. There's no way on earth. I'm going to have him back. Cause he's now with somebody else. And again, that's just part of the, they need the space to identify where they are mm -hmm. either to understand what, you know, like what it is that they might be you know, lacking from the other person or this person just might be another 
prelude or another route as to reflecting, you know, who your SP is and what they are. And, you know, that's kind of how it was when I was, when I was with somebody or when I was dating somebody, I started realizing this, I miss Candace so much more now. Like I need her so much more back in my life just because, you know, it's, it's just another step to bring me to the conclusion that I needed to come to eventually. So, well, so my next question for you is when did you notice that you felt more attracted to me versus being chased? Like, what was that for you that you said, okay, I have the space now. Hmm. So when I felt more attracted, honestly, it it just felt like not chasing or not being chased Mm. when like an energy. Yeah. Like there was a big energy shift when you weren't, you know, doing, you know, the notes or the gifts or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I think that I was becoming more attracted to you because, and this is going to sound kind of contradictory, but the truth of it was, is like, I noticed the lacking of you. Mm -hmm. I felt the lacking energy of you. And because that was the case, I kind of felt like I was creating different energy in my head about Mm -hmm. you and in my emotions about you to kind of keep your spirit still alive with me. And so when I had that space, it was totally possible. And that's when I started feeling like I became more attracted to you because of what I was able to cultivate inside on my own. Not what was being forced or, 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 or yes. you know, imposed upon me from the outside or from the 3D. Exactly. And that was the difference. It had to come from within. It was inspired by me. Yeah. And, so and that's what it that, was. And, and that happened two months after we, two months after we broke up. Cause the first two months yeah. was me chasing you and me, feeling like, oh, what am I going to do without you? You know, all of that and not being able to really handle it very well. Like I thought I was doing an okay job. But <laughs> then then everything hit me when we had our last conversation and you were saying some things to me that I said, he's not ready yet. Mm. I knew you weren't ready yet. You weren't ready for me. And I realized I was seeing this because there were other things within me that I needed to heal because I wasn't ready either. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know what? This is not the time. I'm actually going to ease back and allow. And that changed everything for me. That's when I spent as much time possible in my imagination, loving myself, healing my past, recreating my reality, changing how I saw you, removing condemnation, removing old beliefs that I held about you and our relationship. And gave you that space and it was 24 days that I gave you. And for us, <laughs> 24 days felt like six years. Like it. <sighs> Time changes. It does. With, when we're together, really, I swear. One day without each other is like forever. Yeah. It feels so big. It is. And like he can be annoying me and I can be like, just go do something. And I never annoy her by the <laughs> way. Never You're right. Never. No, no husband ever annoys their wife. <laughs> um, and, and I say, you know, just just get out of the house. Go do something. And he's gone for like three hours. And I'm like, oh, that was enough. That's all I needed. You know, I come back and her <laughs> hair is like an inch longer. It's a different color. You know, she has a new middle name. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty great. So it, it was during that time that we had the the space we both needed because I wasn't allowing myself the space that I needed to heal, to truly heal and to transform and to change. Mm -hmm. And it always begins with self. It's not about your partner. It's about Mm -hmm. you. What are you doing to maintain a state of I am enough? I'm amazing. I'm incredible. I am attractive. 
I have it all. Like, what are you doing to make that happen? Because if you're sitting here every day going, oh, where's my person? Why aren't they here? Why are they not texting me? I'm noticing their social media and they're liking a bunch of girls' photos or boys' photos or whatever. What's happening? Mm -hmm. You're not giving yourself what you actually need. You're focusing on your 3D world, which your 3D world is a reflection of something you once imagined. So when you recreate it up in your head, it does take time to then reveal itself in your shadow world, what you see right now. But I promise you everything you see was once imagined, unconsciously or consciously, every single thing. It's all projection of your mind. So if you're constantly reaffirming your 3D world with this sucks, where are they? Why isn't it happening? Mm -hmm. I need to clutch with an iron fist and hold on for dear life. You are pushing your manifestation away from you and you are going to forever be chasing it and wondering why it's not working. And yeah. you'll be asking me a year from now saying, I've been doing everything, but why isn't it working? Well, probably because you haven't truly been living in the state. You've still been like doing affirmations and meditating here and there, but you're not, you're not truly transforming yourself like you need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of part of the dangers I've noticed of relying on whatever's in the 3D mm -hmm. to change your state. Yeah. But the only way that can happen, I've learned this, you've taught me this time and time again, <laughs> is changing that state within. Yeah. When we change that within, it's still, we, that doesn't mean that the things in the 3D aren't important to us anymore. They are, mm -hmm. but it just feels like the priority has shifted from, if I don't get my SP, I'm going to be like this, to it's going to suck for a while that I'm not with my SP, but I still feel like this because I'm cultivating the energy that I need to emotionally and mentally yeah. to love myself yeah. first. That is where I feel like I've noticed I, I, I get more attracted to you. Mm -hmm. When you take care of you and you don't rely or you didn't rely on me before as the source of your joy or yeah. the source of your happiness, it came from you. So whether I'm in your picture or not, you're happy. And yeah. that was very attractive. Yeah. And I just... <laughs> he just came back. I was like, hey, how's it going, <laughs> Candace? Like, Hi, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for you again. <laughs> ready for you. <laughs> it's true. And, you know, I, yeah. I got to a point where I was so blissfully happy without him that I remember telling my friends, it doesn't matter if he returns. I'm so happy that I, and I'm living in my imagination with him already that it doesn't matter if he comes back because I'm living up like a crazy person in my head and it's so good. It felt so good. And I don't think I have ever taken care of myself more than during that time because I had the space. You know, we weren't together every day. I wasn't sharing my life with him. So all of my free time was for me mm -hmm. and it felt amazing. So, you know, if you're not with your person right now, consider yourself blessed that you have this time now to really get to know who you are and who you want to become. Because who you are now needs to transform into somebody else so that you can have the person that you want and become this person who's blissfully together with your partner. Because mm -hmm. your, your life now, there's no space for it until you're at a point where you have transformed into I'm blissfully married or I'm blissfully with my person. Mm -hmm. And you gotta identify what does that look like for you what are you doing every day to like in your daily life? You know, how does that feel for you? So kind of a follow-up. I want to 
sort of, I, I keep getting, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to move this out of the way a little you bit. You keep so hitting I, the microphone. I punching it and my bracelet's <laughs> making all sorts of delightful sound effects in the background too. So I'm just going to hold on to it and talk. Okay. So now that was a good follow-up question that I kind of had with that is when we're manifesting and we're putting things out there because we want something and we see that something takes a turn that we don't align with or we don't agree with mm-hmm. that causes us challenge. Mm-hmm. Like the universe putting uh, what we would call a roadblock in the way when actually that's maybe the first step into how to get it, what it is we're looking for in, in manifesting. So do you consider those roadblocks or do you consider that the universe saying, no, this isn't for you? Or do you consider it saying like the universe is lining up what it needs to in order to get you to the next steps, whether or not you like the process or it was exactly how you want it. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? It's actually none of those. It's old assumptions harvesting. Mm. So if you decide Last. I want to change, <laughs> yes, that's a wonderful question. If you decide I'm ready for change, I'm ready to be completely different than I am now. And you're, you're doing everything right and you're manifesting and you're visualizing and you're doing all of this. And then boom, something pops up in your universe and you're like, what the heck? What happened? Why is this here? Well, a long time ago, or even a couple weeks before you decided to consciously manifest, you planted seeds. You planted these seeds in your subconscious that said, I'm not enough. My person never comes back. I'm afraid. I'm da, 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 whatever. And you didn't revise it. So you implanted it into your subconscious. And the time that it takes to harvest, we don't know. But a lot of times we feel like it comes at random or bad times. But you notice it more because you're now in a new state. You're now transforming, but then it comes to you and you're saying, what the heck? So what I always tell people is that's an old zombie. And zombies are not sexy, right? We're not hanging out with zombies. We don't want to make out with zombies. So I thought they were sexy on Thriller, but you know, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but like the Walking Dead zombies are not sexy. No, I'm sorry. Right. They're not. They're not attractive. So... When you see this ugly zombie present itself, you just say, ew, I don't hang out with zombies. I reject that. I don't want anything to do with it. It is not my reality. It is a shadow. It is the past. It is a zombie. No, thank you. I reject it. Mm. And you don't attach to it. You don't emotionally react to what you're seeing. Instead, you say, ah, that's just the old story. It's no big deal. And you revise. You make sure you're practicing revision. Now, I believe we have episodes on revision, and we're going to do another episode in the future talking deeper about revision. Uh, but you can also find out more about revision and reprogramming in my free training academy. And there, the link for this is in you know, all of my platforms. So you'll be able to find that and join that and watch that. So, But once you revise it, then it doesn't, it doesn't really have a chance to continue to present in your life. And how you respond to this zombie will define if it will implant further or if it will go away. So you have to say, I reject this. I don't want anything to do with it. No, thank you. And be done with it. So it's not really like the universe isn't testing you. I used to believe that. That's a law of attraction thing. Law of assumption does not teach that. The universe is not testing you and saying, oh, once I try to change, all these terrible things happen. It's just old assumptions. And it feels terrible because you're, you're changing, you're transitioning into something mm-hmm. new. And so when it's out of balance from what you're wanting, it feels terrible. It feels extra terrible. 
So, mm. so any uh, suggestions on how to kill these zombies aside from the traditional chop their heads off and watch them? Uh... Yes, revising it. <laughs> revising it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good lord. Sorry. Yeah, practicing <laughs> revision is going to do what you need okay. to do to get rid of them, so that they don't keep presenting all the time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have any meditations on revision? I have a meditation called Recreate Someone that will take you through the step-by-step process of completely reimagining yourself and anyone in your life. Mm. It's life-changing. I have so many testimonials on this on this meditation. And I help you rebuild from the feet to the legs to the core to the uh, the heart, the mouth, the ears, the eyes, the brain, all of that, so that you're implanting a new concept of yourself. First of all, you have to do it on yourself because if you're just working on other people, that's pointless. It always starts with you. And then doing it on other people and changing how you view them. Because if I want George to be different in my life and show up more loving and kind, I can't say he's a terrible person. With more hair on and, top. With more hair. No, I like his <laughs> I like his <laughs> Um I can't say he's a terrible person and he's awful and he's never there for me and he's the worst husband and expect him to be wonderful and, and amazing <laughs> in my life. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Not with the focus there. Exactly. So what what you're putting out and, and your concept of people and the condemnation that you're putting on them is what will be reflected back to you. Mm-hmm. That's the law of assumption. How people show up for you is everything is based on your assumption of them. So so what would you say to somebody who tells you, but it's too difficult to look at somebody in that light when I know that they're a monster or I know that they're m- cruel or mean or yeah. they're this or that or the other, or that's just what the reality is. So I feel like I'm lying to myself. What would you say to them? So a lot of those people, you have, have to put you on blast. I'm trying to learn myself. I so. love it. No, please. <laughs> a lot of those people are like that because of unconscious beliefs. So when you go and you revise the person. Mm-hmm. such as, you know, a parent or somebody in your life, and you revise your concept of them, you're basically practicing the greatest form of forgiveness because you're removing this condemnation that's been placed on them unconsciously or consciously, and you're saying, nope, I'm going to see you with love. And when you do it right in a reprogramming session with me is really the best way uh, or trying to practice revision on your own, you feel amazing afterwards. Yes, I do. After one session, changed my whole outlook with my old man. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. So you feel amazing. You feel different. You're able to look at them with love and not anger and hatred and yeah. aggression and all of these things. And honestly, the core of your being is love. And if you aren't looking at yourself and others with love, they're going to show up differently. So it's your responsibility to transform those of the people in your life who are around you, who present. And, you know, it's not always easy to do it on your own. That's why I offer this as a service, because it feels kind of overwhelming and scary to be like, okay, what do I do? Or even impossible. Like my memories are just my memories. So I guess I'm stuck with them. Yeah, it can absolutely feel impossible. And, you know, I have hundreds and hundreds of testimonials from people that I've worked with that have transformed their life by working with me and people that have been in therapy for 20, 30 years do sessions with me and feel night and day different immediately because the subconscious mind only knows what we tell it. Mm -hmm. So if the subconscious mind is thinking my parent is terrible or my ex was terrible or whatever, 
and you go and you change the story and you revise it, the brain says, oh, okay, the new story is the truth. The old story is just like a bad dream or something. That's how it feels. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the truth anymore. Sometimes we have to revise the same person mm -hmm. several times, especially if it's a parent where, you know, you revise one aspect of them and then something else pops up and you're like, oh, there's more things that I'm still holding on to. So, and that's okay too. I've worked with someone who we had to revise her, I think it was her dad, two or three times. And after the third time, it was like transformation completely for her. And I'm sure he in the 3D world showed up differently as 100%. well because of that. Yeah, he, that's the whole. Yeah, they, they can only show up based on your assumption of them. So you don't like how someone's acting, you gotta change your assumption of them and transform. So I have another question for you. Ooh, questions, I like them. So we're gonna, we're gonna talk about our current relationship. Ooh, uh, fancy. Do you ever feel like I'm still chasing you in our relationship? Still chasing me? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a good question. Okay, so when we when we were when we got married, I kind of felt like there was still some of that going on, and I kind of feel like it. Like you said before, you said something before about like kind of old habits or old assumptions, mm -hmm. and I think because you know you and I were you know we had our on and off periods and stuff, there was probably a little bit of trauma tied in with that. So you were probably still expecting it because of a pattern that yes. we had, right? So I felt like you were chasing a little bit, you know. With the with the you know maybe some some of the notes sometimes or the texts sometimes or the um, sending the articles about certain things and but it was I felt like it was much more different than it was last time where it was it was more about trying to change and manipulate your environment than and then this time when you know now that we have our relationship together it kind of felt a little bit more like there was genuine concern and genuine desire for us to succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, and it wasn't pushy. It felt like it all came with love. And I feel like as the relationship progressed, the the times that you would chase became less and less and less probably because you knew I ain't going anywhere now. Mm -hmm. I'm here to stay. Sure. And <laughs> it was corrected so quickly because of you, she being the manifesting queen that she is, right? You, you knew how to change what you needed to in order to stop controlling and manip, you know, or, or manipulating the 3D. Yeah, yeah you were more genuine and it felt like you just wanted us to succeed and yeah. it wasn't pushy. It wasn't forceful. It wasn't uninvited. It was actually kind of in inspirational. Like I wanted to make the changes I needed to make as well mm -hmm. to help make that a success. And it didn't push me away. Yeah. Maybe I think maybe at a couple of times I felt a little bit pushed away because mm -hmm. of again, old training and old habits, but not for anything that you did, just yeah. because of habits. And they're strong, man. When we go through stuff, the emotional tie that we have behind things is so, so strong. But if they were once created before from our past, we can recreate new ones. And yeah. she taught me how to do that. I mean, I can't believe the stuff that you've been able to do for me. So <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so, yeah. And I noticed the times that I, if any time I've been chasing, and, and, and chasing for me now feels different than it did before. Chasing now would have been like, feeling like there's lack in mm -hmm. our relationship and you know it's blending lives and blending families and having stepchildren all this this is a new thing for him it's a new thing for me and so if it, it's trying to learn how to be first of all in a healthy marriage because mm -hmm. i was never in a healthy marriage <laughs> and and remembering that he's not them yeah. For me, those are things that sometimes have come out where <laughs> he looked at me like. <laughs> Actually, I was trying to hold back a burp. Oh, okay. 
It's funny how those can look like many different <laughs> facial expressions. Oh, I love you. So, so yeah, trying to not put on my old beliefs on him or the fear that he's going to leave me again or something like that. And you nailed it right there when you said she, now she knows I'm not going to leave. And mm-hmm. and that's the truth. Like I know now we're solid no matter if we're fighting and yelling at each other and being like get out of my face. And we, we still do. We we know that <laughs> yeah, we know that we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Exactly. And now our arguments are usually they're, they're always dumb. They're always dumb and it's always <laughs> Why do you always leave Penelope's wig on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? they're always, yeah, they're dumb things, and it's generally ha- it generally happens when one of us is not finding the adequate time for self care. Yeah, is what I notice, and so we because we both work from home, we're always with each other, we're always around each other. So the last thing I want to talk about is what can you do to get into the state to attract versus chase. So. My ebook, 30 Days to Master Self-Love, is a brilliant guide to get you there. Basically, you want to find time every day to have a healthy manifesting routine. Things that bring you joy. Things that put you back into your divine state of being. Whether that's divine feminine or divine masculine. You need to be in that state. And... Finding all of the ways to serve yourself, love yourself, revise your past, heal your old beliefs, taking care of yourself, whatever that looks like for you. Everyone has a different version of that, you know. So for me, my morning routine was always waking up early and my healthy morning routine was waking up early, getting ready, going on a long freaking walk and meditating, journaling and being there for myself. So much better than my old routines. Wake up, <laughs> make coffee, take a bunch of vitamins, watch Supernatural for three hours, <laughs> yeah. binge on something I enjoy, right. and then start my day. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> yeah, he loves that show. It's not, I'm not, I'm not into it, but I could be if I started from the beginning. So basically, you want to find your best routine for yourself. And my book will walk you through it. It's like, It is dirt cheap to transform your life. And I have hundreds of reviews on this book too. Sold hundreds of copies. People are absolutely loving it because it puts the focus back on yourself and walks you through how to do it day by day by day. And it's very easy and simple. You know, it puts you in the mindset of, okay, I'm first. I matter. Above and beyond your partner, you have Mm -hmm. to matter first. If I don't matter, he doesn't matter to me. You know, the relationship suffers. Mm -hmm. So you have to matter first so that your partner can then matter as well. Preach it. So thank you guys for being here. This was amazing to film here. (laughs) This episode will be everywhere as are every other episode. Make sure that you visit EffortlessManifesting.com to book a session with me if you want to work one-on-one and heal your life to get any of my 16 guided meditations that are life-changing my ebook that i just talked about and i do have a brand new manifesting journal workbook that will teach you how to script and journal properly 
Don't forget about the VIP if you're not on it. Oh, and my VIP group for those She's of you wanting one. to level up and be <laughs> part of my VIP Facebook group with hundreds of videos. You can't fail. It's awesome. So thank you very much for being here. We love you guys. Much love. And we'll see you next time.